0: Hello, I am Jonathan, and I'm Rob, and together we are Auntie Antique Dust, Dust. and we are following the delicious delights that is Downton Abbey. So, so. on this episode, I think is it episode five? No, we're on episode, episode six. six. Episode oh my, six. my God, we're hurtling, hurtling towards the finale of uh, of series one. Yes. Well, last week it was like all go. There was lots of plates being spun and what have you with storylines and everything. And this, this one sort of balances it out, This is why I absolutely adore Downton. It's because it's, they throw a lot, lot into a situation and then they, they sort, of, sort of delightfully and methodically unpack it. Um,
1: so, to have the decent story arcs. So. so, today, mm-hmm. our episode is filled with political turmoil, <gasps> romantic yes. interests, and shocking so revelations. Let's, let's dive in. So, our first story takes us
0: to Sybil, whose passion for politics lands her into a little bit of hot water. I mean, she's all women's
1: lib. We still haven't seen those pantaloons again. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. You're never at that. going to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> and to be and to be certainly accurate, she's not into women's lib because women's lib didn't exist. She's into votes. It's a uh, votes, votes for ladies, votes for women. Yeah.
0: So Branson, um, I say we open the episode with sort of the sort of the liberal candidate for the election, sort of giving a speech and being being very, heckled, bit being heckled by some ruffians that don't agree with changes. And you said that women have a right to, to their voice to vo- vote to voice their vote. And they say well, the next thing you're going to do is have the dogs to be able to bark. And it's just like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I think this is as politically as sort of extreme as Downton ever, ever gets, really, <laughs> with
1: regards to political, politically bit Political bits. things. <laughs> so... Uh, um, I, I think there are other more political things to come, but um, There's a few for, the moment, for the moment, uh, we'll, we'll stick with... Yeah. With so, this. Um, so there was a little bit of a hoo ha. Yeah. So um, there's a apparently there's a by election mm-hmm. in Ripon, and this is May 1914. So um, we can begin to expect to hear some rumblings from the continent. But um, but yeah. So there's a by election, and and uh, yeah, and Sybil's there, and she's she's um, supporting the presumably the Liberal candidate. Yeah, well, and she was very interested in that, and that's a little
0: bit causing a bit of a clash with the family, um, because Lord Grantham, not quite
1: keen. Mm. Well, well, <laughs> well beats drops, Dro-
0: drops a drops clanger. a clangor. So uh, because they were they were talking about the um, sort of being in town and again a little bit roughy tufty and he thought, just thought Branson, the driver, um, was, is influencing Sybil. But mm. it's really the other way around. Branson has an interest with regards to socialism yeah. and politics. And but
1: I, I feel he's got a bigger interest in keeping his job.
0: Yes, yes, because it's, it's been very, very... so. Because Sybil, is, I mean, although her heart's definitely in the right place, and I'm really liking Sybil, because she started off a little bit airy-fairy, but now she's actually she's got a bit more gumption... Than the other two sisters, mm-hmm. Edith and and, and and Scary Mary.
1: Well, I think she has a different a, a different approach, a slightly different attitude. But what she does have, and we can see in this episode, is some naivety. Mm. Yes, because she she seems to think that there there'll be no repercussions of not only attending a rally but getting um, getting members of the staff involved in it and so on. So I think she's she is showing. Her her naivety. She is showing a naivety,
0: but she's also inspiring others because there's a really lovely scene with Gwen, who's desperate to become a secretary, um, and she, uh, she's had two letdowns. One, which she actually went to a job interview where we had the hilarity of them getting very muddy. Um, <laughs> uh, so she hasn't got hasn't been given that job offer, but maybe third time lucky. But Gwen is trying to resign herself to sort of a, sort of her life in service. Um, but Sybil says, "No, I'm championing you. I'm, I really am, and I think that is really. It, it, she's. Uh, it may be a little bit naive, but it is. It's still sparking and giving people a voice. Um, and there was a really nice scene on sort of a political thing with, between Branson and uh, and Sybil when they were driving back from um, the the first sort of encounter, sort of in Ripon." And, uh, and he was saying there's the aristocracy, um, the aristocracy and the working people, and there's a big, what, what, big divide. And, and Sybil said, oh, it's about daddy. So sort of like, I think she's, she's challenging daddy. Um, and he said, no, he's a very good man, but uh, so things need to change. Um, is a, an, on a general, overall scale. It's not about the immediate circumstances. So I thought that was really that was really quite interesting.
1: But the whole thing comes to a bit of a head over the dinner table after Lord Grantham has discovered, yes, what's what's been what's been and going on. He lays on. down the law. He certainly does. And but
0: he's the only gentleman around a table of lady friends. So he's he's sort of, um, he's not picking. So he he's, well, his opinion is that he is the leader of the household, where in fact, it's um, the dowager that is, although it's not her household anymore, but she has her, her sway and also Cora. So there's a little bit of skullduggery
1: going on as well with uh, a sort of holding things away from Lord yeah, Grantham. because he's all, he's all set to blame Branson for, yeah. for everything. And then Cora reveals that she actually asked Branson to accompany lady sybil Hmm. presumably for her protection a little bit and well i guess lord grantham's not too pleased to to discover that things have been going on behind his back and and so he forbids her for doing anything more political
0: and and she she was a little bit nose out of joint with that one and she disobeys him Yes. So and
1: then she she goes back. Well, we'll come on to that. In well,
0: and I think way. if we follow the political story with regards to Sybil, if we, we we follow that through because she goes back for the count. Um but um, she tells daddy that she's dealing with something with probation service or no it was a ball charity. It was, it, was it was a, a charity. charity event that she's going to attend, but she's but she's, she's not. But it's, it's it's a committee meeting that she was she was going to. Um, but there isn't a committee meeting. She's going for the count, and um, Branson takes her again, and he only finds out that she's going to the count when she alights out of the car to go to listen to the count. He said, no, I don't, I, I don't allow this. And she said, well, no, you can't, you can't disallow it, um, but in a, in a playful way rather than a dictatorial way. Um, and then there's a little bit of a hoo-ha um, and some ruffians come along who have been drinking beer and start I think
1: I think we can assume they are paid ruffians. Yes. Um, and uh, basically, sort of, um, Matthew. So yeah. they start a fight. They start a fight.
0: Matthew steps in to say, look, we need to Matthew works in Ripon. Ripon. So he,
1: he's been working late, apparently, and um, ends up uh, in the middle of this fight trying to help Yes. Sort get of, Sibyl out of to rescue
0: Sibyl, and uh, Sibyl takes a fall and bashes her head, and uh, then we have sort of a bit, bit more of the situation where she's taken to Matthew and Matthew's mummy's house because mummy's obviously a a nurse and sort of attends to her wound, and Mary is called to come and intervene, and uh, sort of smuggles her into, back into the house, but it all comes about. And every, again, it's all Branson they're trying to find a scapegoat for the actions of of the daughter, which is quite sort are of, always trying to find a scapegoat rather than looking at themselves, which is a bit of an
1: interesting sort of look. Well, it has to be someone to believe.
0: Yes. And it, yeah. And the daughter really stands up to dad uh, papa, and um, says, no, and if you do get rid of Branson, I will leave the house. Well, where will you go? I thought I not, Well, it doesn't matter. I don't know, but I won't be here. Um, so that's a bit of a sort of a sort of yeah, strong, strong. I think she's uh, out of all the sisters. Mary's a strong one. Edith's a manipulator, uh, but Sybil. Sybil is takes affirmative action, which is which is really quite quite good. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. I, I'm I'm liking Sybil. Sybil is. Uh, I'd, I'd completely forgotten. Sort of about Sybil because she was a bit wishy washy to begin with uh naive, so, so yeah, so that is the Sybil storyline, and um, she's so, so, so that that was sort of quite succinctly. Mm-hmm. And sort of Lord Grantham is trying to blame Branson because he, he reads Marxist, uh, Marx, uh, what was it, Ruskin and marxism and all that sort of thing and all that that sort of all that socialist pish posh oh yes so little does he know (laughs) so the next storyline that we are following through is the wine thief (gasps) the wine thief so they've so last week's episode um it was thomas was seen by mr bates uh thieving a bottle of wine and um and thomas reacted badly by trying to get rid of bates by sort of removing yeah. a uh, so he,
1: he faked a, a faked a theft with a, with the attempt to to frame mr bates for it and it didn't work no and, and yeah thomas and o'brien who are becoming more like dastardly and Muttley, really yeah. in this with their with with their capers and their their failed plots and all the rest of it, is. yeah.
0: So I mean, I I do find that really quite unusual with O'Brien and Thomas, um, because she he's he's openly admitted he's stolen, and it just seems like the moral compass of O'Brien is all over the place, when she's meant to be in a high
1: moral situation. I don't uh, I don't think she has a, <laughs> much she can, no. much morality really. I think. <laughs> you know, she's just out for what she can she can get for herself. So the the the, the wine thief reaches climax. Uh,
0: Bates, uh, and Mr. Bates, sort of makes a comment to Thomas, um, pretty openly, knowing and telling him he knows what he do- he's done. He's yeah. done, um, and Anna's yeah. around the table as well. So it's very very open. Um, and Which it, was
1: possibly a mistake. Yes, I mean if you'd have just. If he just kept his mouth, mouth shut, shut, then what would then ensues in the episode might not have happened. No. So, um,
0: and then Thomas and O'Brien um, sort of, they manipulate the poor little Daisy. Um, yes. Uh, so they, they all go to um, Mr. Carson. Carson. Um, and say that uh, I've seen him with bottles of wine, uh, or a bottle of wine, coming out of the cellar. The key was swinging on the tag or uh,
1: in, in uh, Mr. Carson's yes. room. Yeah, so they're making up a whole a whole uh, fantasy around around this, and getting poor Daisy to say that she saw something that actually she didn't. She saw something nasty, which she,
0: she, she, she saw... See. saw um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bates coming out of the uh, wine cellar. Um, and uh, and so, so there's lots of skullduggery going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And O'Brien and Thomas are a little bit confused because they've gone and given that information to him and it doesn't seem like anything's happened. And it's just like they're sort of questioning, like, what's going on here? Because this is a sackable offense mm-hmm. Uh, so it,
1: it seems that Mr. Carson does have a a, an, a sense of fair play mm. and he's not going to immediately react. React, And I think we can assume that um, he's not necessarily going to take at face value anything that Thomas or Miss O'Brien mm. uh, come to him with. They, he is obviously going to know what their characters are. Are like and he's going to know that there is tension, tension downstairs. So so he takes his time mm-hmm. and uh, a good job too. Yes. So he, sp- he speaks um, with um, Mrs. Hughes.
0: Mrs. Hughes. Sorry, my top trumps still haven't been ordered. Very naughty. And uh, Mrs. Hughes. So is also is, I mean, they're, they're both got the similar moral compass and with regards to they're quite. Um, Quite sort of, uh, what what's the word for it? Um, they go into the details, so they're looking at the details, and they they, they approach things with a pace. Um, so um, so the the situation with the wine all comes to a head. Daisy uh, is, is is her moral compass, so she admits to uh, Mr. Carlson that she lied. She mm-hmm. didn't see him coming mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. cellar, yeah. but she was helping do that, say that to help out a friend. And basically, which was which was Mister, which was Thomas, because so obviously Daisy has the hots for Thomas and would do anything for him. So yes, please excuse any noise you're hearing on the or, or, or on this lovely podcast. One of our delightful neighbours has decided to crank out the power tools. <laughs> so we have words. So on with the, with that that storyline. It basically comes to a head, and they're all called into the office of Anna um mrs hughes uh mrs o'brien uh daisy and mr carson and um, again mr Uh, so mr bates um will not say who stole the wine but he says very freely um look I have never touched a drop of alcohol. Have you
1: ever seen me touch a drop of alcohol. alcohol
0: in the last two years? It's quite interesting that so over this period, sort of over the six episodes, it's covered two, two years. years. <laughs> two years has passed. <laughs> so. Rollicking along. Which well, is rollicking along. Rollicking. Also, wow. Uh, so <laughs> which is really quite, sort of quite interesting. And then obviously the, um, O'Brien, Thomas and Daisy are all
1: dismissed. And then... No, um, but when you say dismiss, they're not dismissed. They're, well, they're, they're, they're asked
0: to leave the, the, room, no, because, the room. So basically, the, no one has been accused of, of stealing the wine, and no one's been been found accountable for stealing no. the wine. No. Obviously, um, Mr. Carson knows someone has stolen the wine. Yes, and I'm sure he's got an
1: idea yes. as to who possibly could have stolen the wine. But, well, um,
0: uh, once O'Brien, Daisy, and Thomas leave the room, um um Mr Bates says, Look, I uh, I used to drink. Drink got me into trouble, I got caught stealing and I have served prison sentence, for it, but I have put myself on um I, I've 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 sorted myself out.
1: He's on the street and narrow on the straight
0: and narrow. And I think that th- that creates a, a bit of a shock with Mr Carson, um and um Mrs. And Hughes, Anna. uh and with Anna. But Anna's still supportive. I mean, it's it's taken a lot because she knew there was a there was a story, and that's And the story is now sort of unraveling, and it's it's being sort of drip feed, drip fed along. Mister um, H- Mister Bates offers his resignation, but Mister um, Carson um, refuses to take it. He said, "Let me think about it Let me and think discuss it with his lordship." With his lordship. Well, I think his lordship knows about Mr Bates' situation.
1: I think it's very, it is very—it's possible. It's yeah. possible. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll,
0: We will find out in the ensuing episodes. Uh, mm, a little glass of water there. Um, so also, uh, Mr Carson has got something else on his mind. He's been sent a letter from the valet of the lord of Flintshire. And um, basically the story is going around that Mr Pamuk um say all is not the, the the turkish the turkish sort of chap mr pamuk um not not everything that has been told has has been told um so and that was very insightful i know it's very insightful and sort of very wordy Thanks for
1: that. um which is going to be putting into yeah. question mary yeah so basically there are rumors circulating in around in and around london about uh what happened to Mr Pamuk and what Mary's mm. involvement was. And, and so Mary's position in society, I think, is, is becoming, uh, is being put at risk. It's been put at risk, but Mary oh, has yes. no
0: idea about any of this. Thankfully. Thankfully. But um, Mr Bates approaches Cora and Cora is goth. Mr Carson. Uh, uh, Mr Carson sort of speaks to, to Cora about it and shows the letter. Um, and also at the similar time, um, the dowager has received a letter, um, sort of with regards to something very similar. Oh um, and Cora admits to the dowager. I say, look, yes, and we'll say, a, a, and and I helped, and that's it. And she's saying, I will not disown my daughter. And I th- I think that's really good because it strengthens her character. For the dowager, because so I think mm. the dowager is, is, has been a little bit dismissive, but I think
1: now is yeah. I guess we're we're seeing that when it comes to family, yeah. Um, you know they, they will they will pull pull together. Yeah. So, um, so which
0: is the, well, actually which is really interesting. And then the dowager there's another scene when the dowager comes to sort of uh, Downton, and they they sit down and and the dowager says yes I'll support this I will support this and um, yes, I would. I would do the same.
1: So they they realise. I mean, the, the, what they're saying is that you know Mary's situation needs to be resolved sooner she rather than married. than later. She does need to get married, and a push comes to shove, we'll go to take her to Italy and find some random Italian who <laughs> to go there who will marry. However, um, however, um,
0: Mary um, sort of is. She goes and sorts out the, the Sybil situation with her sort of a wound after going to the election and what have you um uh she um uh, she, her and matthew have uh a heart to heart sort of when and and it, it all happens quite a lot of off screen there's a little bit of their their chemistry does work really well i feel so after that sort of matthew's deposited sort of uh mary organizes some sandwiches and um, they sort of pour, there's a, there's a glass of, there's a decanter of red wine and there's a, a water glass and a wine glass. And she sat with him and she said, we'd like some wine. Oh, I'll get another glass. And he says, oh no, no, no. And so pours the glass of wine she gets the the wine glass and he pours the wine in his, his water jug. And she's like, oh, you're not one for following the, the rules. Um, and there's the, a the little chemistry, there's a little tete-a-tete. And so they've been circling. They've been circling around each other. They've um, been getting a bit closer, haven't they? And we? and now it's become very obvious that Sybil sort of was was quite swoon rather because he did his heroic, sort of dashing, sort of Prince Charming routine with rescuing her from a situation. And uh, Mary noticed that Sybil was quite taken, and she was saying, or say, so don't don't sort of so don't don't lead her on, and don't. Break is it, is it don't, don't, don't sort of uh, upset her. And, and Matthew was completely sort of, whoop, didn't even know. But apparently, um, it comes about that Matthew has proposed to Mary. Don't, don't, There's thing off screen, which I, I really quite like because rather than going through every scene by scene, it happens off, camera, off screen. So you could sort of imagine how it came about, but you don't see the whole thing, although we will see. Other things in a later episodes, but that is quite delicious. So Cor is quite pleased, and uh, also so is, uh, is is the dowager, and um, so. Um, but she hasn't said she, yes. She hasn't yet. said yes. She hasn't said No, yes. which is like ooh. Um, and there's the other story, which is which is sort of rollicking along, is the underbutler. butler, uh, the, the footman, um, who's taken with the, the Daisy. William. Um, William. Um, William's mother uh, has a sort of heart problem and it's Matthew's mummy sort of says look she's got a heart problem she doesn't want um, William to know about it but it's it's the final days um, and she was speaking to Cora and Mary and said what should we do what should we do and Cora said well we can't do anything about her wishes and um, we can't do that. And sort of Matthew's mummy also says, right, okay. okay. So um, we can't do anything. But Mary um, has a little bit of a, a good rapport with 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 young Matthew with young, Matthew William William young William. Sorry, I will get the names right. Yeah. Um, There's well, a piece of paper right behind you that's got. All I know, the names but it's very it. very 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 fine print, and it, it's <laughs> got hundreds of names on it. So that would be even that would be a very dull. Dull podcast. Uh, so uh, Mary um, sort of learns of uh, Williams. Um, sort of, sort of. He has a natural ability with horses because there was horses on the farm that he was brought up in, and he he went into service to please his mother. Um, although working with horses is his passion, um, but he didn't want to upset his mother, so he did something so his mother could be proud. Hence. That's coming a footman. cut by having mean, a footman. But Mary says, "Right, you need to." Yeah, I think you should go and speak to your mother. I said, "Oh, right, okay." I sort of, she hasn't said anything in letters, and I yeah. can't go all so the way it's home. It's,
1: it's quite curious, though, that um, William says that the the family house is too far away to visit on his half day. But as subsequent events, when we actually get to know William's father and so on, that turns out the house isn't actually all that far away. and but it's probably but, yeah. a
0: long way to go for his half day off. So Mary says, I'll organise for you to have a couple of days and you must go. Um, because I heard someone, I can't remember who, speaking in the village, that she was rather poorly. Um, so um, she's she's got a heart. She does. And then, I mean, I mean she she's does. frosty, uh, but she does thaw From out. in the right place. <laughs> in the right place. <laughs> um, so, we, so we have we have that so the Mary. it was quite nice and it was quite gentle um, it was a very gentle episode it just washes over you very delightfully and uh, as indeed does this podcast yeah, yes marvellous 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 and Anna so there's a uh, the Anna and Mr Bates storyline Anna is very taken with Mr Bates because obviously she sort of expressed her undying love to him Um and when they're in the courtyard after sort of he's offered, offered to tender his resignation um she they go in for a kiss and it was like there was really sizzling chemistry and then someone sort of takes the bottles of wine out or sort of there's clanking in the background and then she suddenly turns around and scurries off scurries so off. it's yeah. like, that is just very very lovely so i can't wait for the next episode so so dear listeners what did you think of the this lovely gorgeous episode of downton abbey um was it Was it all you imagined? Oh, my gosh. No, I can't end it there, can we? Because we've got the Edith storyline. Yeah. Yeah. See, this
1: is what happens when we don't follow the follow the, the, the very carefully prepared outline I did earlier. <laughs> in the midst of all the turmoil that's going on in the house,
0: Edith found herself unexpectedly captivated by Nadbara. An uh, Sir Anthony Strallon, the chap that we couldn't remember his name last week's episode, um, and he turns up um, to offer to, to, to take um, Scary Mary offer a, a drive in his open top Rolls, but she sort of politely declines and says, "Oh no, no, the, I'm, I'm in my horse." I've saddled up area. the horse. That's am I'm, I'm off. And then Edith asked to, um, to, accompany a him. And and he's still, like, a little bit the shop, but um, but they go out for a lovely little drive, yes. and they they find a common ground, and Edith
1: is, yeah, is is is, is very charmed. Mm. Yes. But also in their conversation in the car, we we start to get the first hints about wider world affairs, as Sir Anthony's talking about the 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 Kaiser mm. and and so on. So so it's it's they're not completely immune, now to what's going on in the, in the in the wider world. No, they're they're showing a little bit more knowledge.
0: But I think it's interesting that other people come in, and sort of with the wider knowledge, where the where the the Granthams. They're more concerned about what's happening in their orbit. They're less concerned about the wider orbit, but it seems. Um, but Sybil's now getting interested, and then there's this sort of bits of the family are very they're very look within themselves rather than look out of themselves because they're keeping their traditions all around. So um, and so Anthony Stralen, um is a little bit taken yes. with Edith. I, I think she, he was a little bit disappointed. With Mary declining, um, but it was on the on the cuff, and uh, then so and, and then there seems to be a little bit of a... Mm. Yeah, well, he, he turns up. He turns up just un, uninvited. Un, un, just, uninvited.
1: Just on. Oh, he was passing with a. With an invitation. An invitation. For and Mary assumes that um, it's, for it's for her. But actually, no, it's, it's not. For um, it's for Edith. And Edith
0: just says, yes, I'll go. Um, it doesn't even know what the tickets are for. I've got some tickets. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> so, I, so Edith seems a little bit intrigued. Now, it always makes me feel, because last week episode, Mary was saying to Edith, I can have him for one want him. But I don't So, I'll get him on the hook. And she did get him on the hook and then dropped him again. Yeah. Um, and now it feels a little bit like, because now she sees Sybil with Matthew, uh, or so it's Sybil's attraction to Matthew, um, and now she's suddenly realising Matthew is something. So there's a bit of a, a play game going along here. But there does seem to be passion, because they did, ha- they did have a kiss. They did, which is very, very lovely. So I think we have covered most of the bits and pieces oh Mrs Patmore she it's been diagnosed that she has got cataracts there are treatments that she can have but Mrs Patmore is a little bit reluctant to do that because she'd like to keep the sight that she yeah. has
1: there are risks attached to these newfangled treatments and she's not she, she, she's not 100% she's not. but um, so it's not looking good for Mrs
0: Patmore no But so we, we, we meet more, we, we get to know Branson a little bit more because we didn't have any of Branson in um, in last week's episode, so so we have a little bit more Branson, and sort of, uh, and he's a sticky wicket because his politics are there, but he's he's very open about his politics. So it's one of those things. Anyway, there, dear listeners, this is now the end of this podcast. I can't think we've missed anything else. No, I think we've covered I think we've everything. covered all of that. Although he did make a nice little mention with regards to the the, the Turkish ambassador. Oh
1: yes, yes, it's one of the glaring. Uh, historical inaccuracies is that um, there was no Turkish ambassador at that time because Turkey didn't exist. exist. It was the Ottoman Empire. Yes, Turkey didn't come into existence until the 1920s. Because <laughs> Istanbul was Constantinople, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's Istanbul, <laughs> not Constantinople. <laughs> it's been a long time gone, Constantinople. So, dear
0: listeners, um, please do inbox me any uh, any of your sort of insights of Downton. We would love to hear you. We are on all social media networks at, at Antique Dust. So, dear listeners, it's now me, Jonathan, signing off. i goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.